Brilliant, we're live. Hi everyone and welcome to Online Events Made Simple today. You lucky people, we've had two episodes this week. Today I am joined with Brian Doy. Brian, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone. I'm Brian. I am based in Italy. Um, I came I came across uh, Event Mind. I came across the Event Mind podcast because during the last year, during the latest year, I I started to look around and look around and find people who are passionate about event management, and mm. uh, in, in somehow, some way, I found this this opportunity to to be featured on the podcast. I I don't remember how I how I came across Event Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I do my internet research, I forget how I mm-hmm. get to the, to the stuff that I, that gets my attention. <laughs> so, well, uh, what, what I can tell you is that I started following also a lot of people in the UK. And, and I'm a passionate of event management. And I started my career in this field uh, uh, four years ago. I, I, found a, I found a gig right after university. Mm. It was uh, about keeping the web page of, of an event uh, updated. From there, I started doing uh, several roles like uh, safety steward, uh, janitor, like preparing the hole from scratch. And uh, yeah, I've, I've done all these things, uh, all these various jobs, always in the field of event management. And then the lockdown came. Mm, and from, from there, I started uh, looking around and tried to network in, and try to stay active and not just uh, watching this moment of time passively go by. And uh, in the meantime, I started doing uh, videos to learn to stay in front of a camera. Mm. And what I talked about was uh, exactly event management. I I talked about all the things that I saw during during the, the last few months I've, about all the events that I've seen and uh, how the the pivot to the virtual realm has been for uh, all the all the players involved in the in the sector. Definitely. And, uh, well, I I've also had some some chances to take part in an in a virtual event but they they just uh, I just blew it I blew them and I wasn't lucky enough mm-hmm. and uh, recently I started working as an event coordinator for a for a network that uh, that works on subscriptions oh, a network nice. based on subscriptions and uh, among the other things, I'm, I'm also in charge of finding uh, speakers, speakers for the event of this network. And uh, 
so the, that, that's my situation now. I also have a side project that is not based on event management, but on foreign languages, because I know three or four languages and I, and I came up with an idea. So now, now mm -hmm. I'm testing it. And ah, it sounds like you're very busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how have you found virtual events? So you've been an event coordinator. You've worked in different types of events. How have you found going from live events to virtual, all online? How have you found that? I, I saw a great challenge in this. I, I, I wasn't skeptical. I, I thought from the start that it could be a great opportunity for people to, to strengthen their, uh, to strengthen their business, their activity. Mm. They, they could reinvent uh, some of the aspects of the field of event management. Uh, for instance, uh, I believe that uh, you have to, in order to have a successful project, you, you have to keep the communication going. You have to keep, uh, keep everything, keep the machine going even mm -hmm. after an event is over. And uh, this was a, was a perfect chance for uh, those in event management to try and uh, find uh, new ways to communicate with other people through all the virtual platforms that we have at, at our disposal. Okay. And uh, also it was, uh, it was a test to, to find new ways of uh, interacting with people during the event while the event is going and uh, so true. We, we had to find we had to find new ways to to wait to set up uh, all the all the initiatives and the schedule uh, inside the event to to make sure that it wasn't just like uh, the live event the live event was uh, was cool was a uh, Mm. and was uh, strong because there, there was the, the live contact, the, the human contact, but that, that wasn't the case with virtual events. So you need to think about some ways in which you can uh, still deliver great content and yeah, uh, keep, it, keep it nice and, uh, and beautiful. Yeah. And what's the different ways that you've seen people add value to their events during and after the pandemic? So you just touched, you know, many companies are seeing, um, are using it as a way to develop their business. How have you seen them add value through these events? Well, um, I've seen, uh, I've seen uh, quite a few of them and uh, I was, uh, I was left uh, surprised by them. I was, uh, well, not, not surprised, but I thought they, they did a great job in, uh, in finding other, uh, other ways to, to interact with people. Like, uh, for instance, the Tomorrowland, the music mm. festival Tomorrowland. I think that most of those who are connected right now know about it. Yeah. And, uh, the, Tomorrowland uh, 
had uh, had a virtual world, had a, his own uh, 3D virtual world uh, where you could enter from your device. Mm. And, uh, in this world, there were different there were different uh, different things mm -hmm. that you could do while uh, while you would surf it with your uh, with your mouse with your uh, cursor. And uh, pretty cool. And the things that I found there were the virtual sessions, virtual motivational sessions that were uh, like uh, five to 10 minutes of interventions by people who are uh, close to the Tomorrowland organizations. Mm. For instance, I, I say NBA player Shaquille O'Neal, I bring this this example because I'm passionate about basketball, mm. and there were many other who joined and uh, put some of their words uh, so that people could listen and uh, carry and carry on better with this moment in time. And also <laughs> another another part that there was was uh, learning a recipe from the. Tomorrowland cook, the Tomorrowland chef, because the while there there's also the part of dancing, the stages, and all of that. Mm. There is also a guy who helps, uh, who provides food to the people who attend the festival, and uh, yeah, is not the the most uh, famous person uh, in the in that situation is not he's not the most popular uh, of uh, of all the festival but yeah. uh, this virtual version was a was a was a chance to put him on the spotlight definitely they 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 called him they told him to join for a for a cooking session and uh, he taught uh, a recipe to all uh, to all those who connected mm. and I, I found it brilliant it was a a nice way to acknowledge the contribution of a person although he's not really part of the staff he's not exactly. he's not taking part in uh, planning the festival preparing uh, all the things that are necessary but he all uh, in in his in his own way he helps make the tomorrowland what it is yeah, and I, so true. I appreciated that they gave him the a tribute. A tribute. Yeah, definitely. And we've just had a question come through. Um, do you think events will be the same after the pandemic? So at the end, no lockdown. Do you think events will be the same? How do you see them going? Um, well, uh, I. I believe that uh, maybe people will still be a little bit hesitant uh, to to attend the events normally like it used to be. Um, mm. We have a we have a most of us will have a, a mental scar. Let's yeah, say, and uh, this will impact how we interact. And uh, well, I, I believe that most, some of the events that have uh, 
recreational activities because I've been to events with uh, recreational activities like uh, playing uh, with uh, video games, consoles, we'll have to take away some of those activities in order to make sure to to make more uh, make more hygiene friendly let's say to make yeah. the the event more hygiene friendly like this i'm i'm talking from for what i've seen and uh, and also most most of the events uh, like uh, there were uh, there were nightlife nightlife events will uh, also start very slowly will restart yeah. very slowly and i think that will made more uh, restaurant like yeah uh, i i've had to to see a person with whom uh, i collaborated and she she managed to restart uh, her uh, her dancing event like a like a, a restaurant yeah so yeah we <laughs> Wait and see where it's going to go, I suppose. It's going to be really, strange. <laughs> wait and see. You wait and yeah. see. And you touched on that you like basketball. So um, obviously when you watch sporting events through the TV, that is technically like going to a virtual event, right? How do you see sporting events in the future? Because I live right by where the Olympic Stadium was in London. Um, I don't see that being filled up with however many people it fits anytime soon. How do you think they could maybe do that virtually? Do you think you could kind of um, attend the event, like a basketball game through the computer? Or how do you see that? Well, uh, yeah, we, we, have, we have several platforms. We have, uh, we have platforms that are being conceived uh, as days goes by. So, Having been forced to stay at home, applications and uh, softwares are being created every day. So yeah. I think that there will be good solutions to to our uh, to our incapacity to go to the arena. Uh, like for example, uh, uh, Twitch. They, they yeah. use Twitch. Uh, they could live stream it there. Mm. And uh, well, yeah, there's also there's also all the the aspect of the security of uh, the people involved. Uh, I I followed the NBA last year, and I saw how they reorganized all the all the activity by putting them into a an amusement park. Mm. An amusement park has become. Uh, the home of all the NBA players who were uh, strictly surveilled, who were put under strict surveillance. They couldn't go out and they, they couldn't let any one of their uh, families or friends come in. And, yeah. and, and then and also the, the journalists have had to pay attention when they, when they would go in to to film all the all the, the life how they mm. live uh, under these conditions and we well i, I guess that uh, yeah 
that that is also an aspect that uh, that should be taken into consideration. But all in all, for uh, those who watch who watch the the event, uh, there is uh, there is nothing to fear or worry about. Yeah. Uh, the 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 platforms uh, will come in, and they will be constantly perfectioned and. Uh, Definitely. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, sky's, the, sky's the limit with technology. So true. That's such a nice way to end this, Brian. It's been so lovely speaking to you. Um, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Do you have LinkedIn or Instagram? Well, um, my, I, I have uh, my LinkedIn page, uh, Brian Doy. And uh, also, well, I have a Facebook page where I started exercising some staying in front of a camera like uh, like six months ago. It's called the event analyst. Um, well, I, on Instagram, I'm on Instagram, but I have my personal page. Um, Lovely. Yeah, so go and check out Brian on LinkedIn if you want to ask him any questions about this. Um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. I know English isn't your first language, but you've done great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was so good. Thank you for coming on. I hope everyone has a lovely day. Um, if anyone did want to get in touch with EventMind, feel free to give us an email, team at eventmindpro.com, and we'll see you all on the next episode. It was my pleasure.